plenty of decks don't get to draw three cards for one mana. Well, I mean, all the good ones do. Hi, I'm Jake. And I'm Matt. And welcome back to Cantrip Cartel, the not exclusively magic podcast anymore, although I will be talking about magic today because I've been playing a shit ton of magic on Arena. I have found I found a standard deck I really enjoy playing, and the No Ban Historic event is back, and I really like playing the control deck in No Ban Historic. It's <laughs> awesome. Uh, but shit. more importantly, Matt, uh, I, this is the third day in a row I've hung out with you. How are you doing? Nothing has... I'm not even going to say it. I'm doing well. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, at an expensive weekend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dropped about 800 bucks this weekend. Yep. That yep. sucked. It's uh, you, you should have known, once you committed to spending a few hundred bucks on an optional upgrade in the house, you would then immediately have to spend several hundred dollars on a mandatory repair. Yeah. So, uh, well, I had actually done a couple other things. So I um, got some shit done around the house myself. Uh-huh. Then you came over and uh, installed a ceiling fan for us in the game room because we were trying to get a game group together and yep. I wanted better lighting and a fan in there. Yeah. Um, and it was super nice because there's already a light bulb. Yeah. There's yeah. already a light fixture there. So there's already a junction box. So yep. we literally just took the wires out of that, ran them right into the right ceiling, the ceiling fan, fan. And it was super easy. Yep. <clears throat> and then uh, Saturday, Saturday was, or was Sunday that, that was, was, yeah, that going was Saturday. really well. Sunday, I was actually really excited. So I have, you're, you're getting a gaming group going. I, spur of the moment, got into a D&D group at the Sages shop months ago. They had been, there was a classic like, hey, we're thinking about getting a group together. Are you interested? I was literally there for like 20 minutes to pick up. I, was, I, was, I had bought that Dresden game. I was there to pick it up. My buddy Drew was there from Pioneer. We sat around. We were chit-chatting. We played a couple games of Force of Will, which actually is a really fun game. And before I could leave, his buddy was like, hey, we're getting a fifth uh, a 5e game going. Do you want to get in on it? And I said, sure. And that was months. And, and we had our session one on uh, on Sunday. And so I had my character sheet made. Uh, I was I literally left the house like I saw it 30 minutes early to get to the store early. Talk to the DM a little bit, kind of because I missed session zero. Um, that way I'd, I'd be there early and just be ready to get everything set up and good to go. And then as I'm pulling up to the Sages shop, my best friend in the world calls me. <laughs> And informs me that his basement. Jake, my basement's flooded. <laughs> yeah. Help. <laughs> and I immediately shit my pants. Because while I was here and we did the ceiling fan, I also talked Matt into upgrading and putting a new anode rod in his water heater. Doesn't need to be done, but it's a great preventative maintenance. Anode rods wear out over time. They keep the tank from rusting. I'd gotten a hold of one from work where someone had upgraded theirs and they were going to throw it away. So I kept it. And I went ahead and put it in on Saturday. And then 12 hours later... <laughs> My basement's flooded. Matt calls me because his basement's flooding. And I was like, because the way our friendship works and the way my mind works is I thought, well, I might have to buy Matt a new water heater and remediation for his basement. <laughs> because if I come over. <laughs> I fucked up that anode rod pretty bad. Yeah. If his uh, basement's flooded. If I ruin anything in Matt's house, I have to pay to fix it. Luckily, it wasn't my fault. It was Matt's fault. Well, <laughs> Fault. It was definitely due mass- to no fault of our own. No. My sewage ejection pump failed, but it was mass responsibility. Yes. It wasn't my responsibility. Yes. Um. <clears throat> yeah, it's not like I was down there tinkering with it and broke it. No. <laughs> and for anyone that doesn't know, most people know what a sump pump is. A sump pump is what if you have water like in your basement or in your crawl space, it the water will collect there and it pumps it out. A sewage pump is an upgraded version of that, and it is for any time you have 
a drain like a sink or a washing machine or a toilet that is below the level of the main drain of your home. So you can imagine in the basement of a home, you might look up at uh, and see the big white drain pipes that flow out of the home. They might be right below the floor. And maybe there's a bathroom in the basement. Well, everything in your home is gravity fed, I promise. All the drains are done by gravity. And if the main drain of the home, let's say, leaves, you know, four feet up from the floor of the basement and there's a toilet and a shower down there, you have to get the stuff up into that pipe and a sewage pump or a grinder pump, as we call them sometimes, literally grinds it all up and then pumps it into the main sewer. Matt has one of those and it died and it didn't have the courtesy to tell him it had died. So he just did a load of laundry anyway. Yep. <laughs> and, and all that water just went out, right out on my fucking turns floor. Turns out when your grinder pump dies, it's you just have a hole in the concrete. <laughs> it fills up with water. <laughs> and so I rushed over here. We diagnosed it real quick. And I said, cool, you go by the shit. I'm going to go play D&D and we'll fix this later. Yep. And then I got to go play D&D. And I, it's, again, funny to me that I haven't played D&D in years. And I very much enjoy playing D&D. Was the last time you played with, uh, like, um, we had our group with, like, me, Alex, you, and Mike, and then uh, after Alex died, we had, like, that short run with, like, Bernie and whatnot? <laughs> yes. Uh, I believe it was the last time I played. Uh, with, like, Luke was at there. At least any, like, serious... Yeah, actually, yeah. I, mean, yeah. I mean, honestly, at all. I haven't played D&D since yeah, then. I wasn't sure if you had anything. Uh, no, I take that back. I did play D&D one time at, like, a one-shot event at the Sage's shop. But, yeah, like, actually, like, sit down with friends, like... This was I haven't made a character since then. That was I I did a pre rolled character, um, and I haven't played haven't actually played D anD D in years, and I've played it twice in the last two weeks because another friend, as another dude, who I kind of wanted to audition to be a friend because that's how adults are, and he likewise wanted to audition me and my wife to be in their friend group, invited us for a Halloween one shot. It's like hey you talked about playing D anD D with us well we're doing a one thing one off come with your wife. And, you know, just see how it, see how it basically, we'll see if we like you, you see if you like us. And then a week later, I get to go do another session one with some other people. And I got to play two, like, legit, kind of start two legit campaigns uh, within a week of each other after not playing D&D for, like, five years. Mm-hmm. And I fucking love playing D&D. It's with, with some friends that are silly and they don't take a game too seriously. I love playing Dungeons and Dragons. It is so much fun. But speaking of the Halloween one shot that. Uh, we played so I'm both campaigns and for the foreseeable future to keep the until I want to get like into a campaign I'm just playing a barbarian just to do with a sword which is how I like to play the games anyway but when Sarah was going with me to play for the October thing she wanted to play a wizard she kind of likes playing a wizard wizards are kind of difficult to play but she gets that part but they're also kind of hard to build takes some time takes a lot more investment like a barbarian's pretty easy just high strength high uh, high strength, high constitution, big sword. Yep. That's whereas like a wizard, we had to flesh out her spell book. So not only were we playing a one shot <clears throat> and just make some new characters, we're making level eight characters. Barbarian. Oh, wow. Your first time playing any real D and I'm assuming it's Sarah's one of her first times. Or- she played with us. Yeah. But and like <clears throat> she hasn't played a ton, not like us, but yeah, just be like, Hey, make a level eight wizard. from. <laughs> so I made a level. Eight. I mean, yeah. we worked together to make the spells, but yeah. like, but yeah, so we made a level eight wizard, which took forever. But yep. we, we, you know, because like we, you read through the spell list available to wizards, and there's fucking thirty of them. Like there's fifteen level one spells, there's twenty level two spells, 
And like, I don't want to go through and read every single spell to her. So I, I'm, I, I read the list and I'm trying to tell like, good attack spell. Here's a, here's a really cool utility spell. You know, oh, flies awesome or arcane lock is actually really useful. You could tell you think about that or like misty steps, a great spell to take. And so we kind of, well, the day of Sarah's at work, she's getting home kind of late. So we're going to be a little late, but they're okay with that. I told him it might happen. I text him. I say, Hey, Sarah's running a little late. You know, we were going to be there around six 30. We'll probably be there closer to seven. And he says, yeah, no problem. Don't worry about it. By the way, we're going to do level 10, not level 8. <laughs> I didn't say anything, but I was like, are you fucking kidding me? So I spent 10 seconds leveling my barbarian up twice. Right. And then the next 40 minutes leveling, <laughs> getting her wizard to level 10. Because it takes a lot more work to put two more levels into a fucking wizard. <laughs> and then when Sarah got home, I had to tell her like, okay, so we're level 10 now. And we got, and we got some items. So while on the way to his house here's your items here's how they work we have to we ha- we have to get some more spells put in your books i don't want to pick them for you mm-hmm. but just the like hey you've got 45 minutes go ahead and bump that wizard up two more levels right thanks Jesus dude christ <clears throat> we had tons of fun we ended up playing uh the dm made a dead by daylight setting mm-hmm. you've, if you've seen the game dead by daylight yeah. so we played a game in dead by daylight and i thoroughly enjoyed playing the dumb barbarian who i just like walk so i have two rules i have two basic rules playing the barbarian uh the first one is and i've taken i've carried this over into my second campaign same barbarian his name's grexus he's level one though but uh the first rule is i will not go off alone i will not because that is just that's just bad like that 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 helps nobody but if any one person will go with me we're going like i will ask like hey do you was you like because we we gotten split up and uh, they had gone to a room and me and her were talking and I was like, hey, do you want to check the other hall out? And she was like, sure. OK, we're going to, we go to the other <laughs> hall. If anyone will go with me, I will. I will go. Yep. Or if anyone wants to go, I will go with them. And two, um, if I see a thing, I go to touch it. And if I see a door, I go to open it. That's what I do. So we walk in the room and the DM. Oh, you know, you see a pedestal with a blue orb on it. I'm going to pick it up. What I do is I tell the group I am going to start. With purpose, walking towards the blue orb. Do with that with what you want, because I, I I don't rush over and grab it. But like, if, if somebody if somebody yells at me to stop, I will. But I'm walking over towards it and I'm gonna touch it. Then I touch it, and sometimes things happen, sometimes they don't. But like, and so like we'll be in a room and there'll be you know we'll be there's, and there's a door and I'll be like I go touch the door, and they go oh the door seems fine okay I open it, boom. Just but like just move it along. Just yep. I am the like the minor element of chaos where like I will not let us sit in this room for the next thirty minutes, opening every drawer. And we won the fight. We we I you know we were doing stuff and we had a fight. And uh, there was a door, and then there was like a closet, a desk, and a wardrobe. And so I was like, I said, "Are there any things in the in the room I can open?" And he described them. I said, "Cool." I go open the wardrobe, and I rip the door open, and then whatever <laughs> happens. And then what else can I open? And I kind of wait for my turn. Like, oh, uh, there's a closet and a desk. Cool. I walk over to the closet. I look around. Okay. I open the closet. <laughs> Just, we're not doing this. We're not nope. doing, I'm not doing the, hey, can you come check it for traps? Is it locked? I open it a little bit and look, no, I open the fucking door. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> and um, no one complained, which I asked if it bothered anybody. And it really kept everything moving really well. Having one character who's not... My, just impulsive. I'm impulsive and stupid, and that's like the character <clears throat> flaws I'm playing with this character. He's 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 dumb. He has a wisdom of like nine, intelligence of ten, so he's an idiot. He's very impulsive. He's a he's a he's a fighter. He like he his upbringing was he works in the, worked as a smith, and he likes to uh, fight for money. 
and he has a bad gambling problem, bad impulse control. Yep. <laughs> and so that's his whole character. That's that's as deep as it gets. I see things, I touch them, and I love it. It's so I'm having so much fun, and that just I'm just I'm just dragging the party along because because they, they have to follow me. <laughs> God, you just I'm just thinking like if Alex was the DM and you were playing like that mm-hmm. every time. Oh, I die. Like, I'm gonna catch that. Okay. Yep. I'm gonna touch that. Uh, sorry, I'm doing the roll. roll roll a die behind the DM yep. screen, and eventually it's gonna go one. Yep. It's explosive. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Like you take uh, fifteen damage. Yep. <laughs> yep. And that's fine. That's like, and that happened multiple times. Where like I touch it and like, oh, you take a uh, level one character. Like you take two points of damage. It's like, oh, okay. Well, now we know. Yep. That's fine. And I'm, you're not even a bad person to have that happen to. No, yeah, I'm, I'm a barbarian. I have I have more hit points than anyone else. I'm pretty tough. Uh, it is funny though. Sorry, we'll get back to Matt eventually. I've been talking the whole time. No, you're fine. The uh, yeah. when we were playing on the <laughs> when we were playing, so we were playing for Halloween, and the guy that invited us told me nothing about the group, and so I am I have decided that when it comes to like D and D is a great example. Uh, I don't power. I don't. I don't not power level min max or I don't care about like. What's the strongest I can make my barbarian if I take this feat and mm-hmm. if, I, if I multi-class one class in that? I don't give a shit. I keep it simple and I keep it straightforward. I'm a level 10 barbarian. I took the rec- the, 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 the the basic feat that helps me hit harder. Right? Simple stuff. Okay, well, no one else did. Everyone else was like, how can I make my character the most broken I can? Which is fine, but me and Sarah didn't. <laughs> and then... I have this whole character built. I have my, my AC is like 15. I'm a little 10 character with AC 15, but I have like 70 hit points. And the cool thing about barbarians is when you're raging, which is most combat, you take half damage for pretty much anything physical. Mm-hmm. Everything we fought was magical. Of course. Every single thing we fought was magical. <laughs> well, that should generate plenty of rage for you. Don't we barbarians got, hate magic? We, fucking, we <laughs> got into our second fight and I was like, seriously, DM, are you going to nullify half the point of this build? <laughs> And he's like, I'm sorry. Then it worked out fine. I yeah. almost died. Yeah. I did get to throw double gun, double fink, double birds at the DM. Like we were the last fight. I have uh like like four HP. And so like the DM rolls to hit me, and he's like, Oh, as he's he's rolling two dice. And I was like, roll those attacks one at a time. Just try, just roll them one at a time. And he rolls one and he goes, 26. I go, yeah, that hits. And he picks his dice up and I go, don't worry about it. It's fine. <laughs> you don't have to roll the damage. <laughs> and then my fucking paladin buddy does the, I'll take the damage for him. Oh. And I was like, fuck you, DM. <laughs> and then he was like, okay, second attack. 22. Okay, you don't have to. And the paladin had my back again. Nice. Took all like 40 damage for me. And I was like, fuck you, DM. <laughs> and he's just like, lay on hands. Yep, it was fine. And yep. then I killed her next round. It was nice. it was it was amazing. We had a couple like I got to do the typical like barbarian things where I'm like, I'm gonna attack for I'm gonna do attack. Oh, I crit. And I get to add ten to it because I crit, and I get to add uh ten because I did the the minus power five attack. and I did power yep. attack and and uh so I do uh forty eight damage and they go, Oh, well the boss is bloody now. <laughs> <laughs> this combat has started off rather quickly. Yep, but I, I got to do the the barbarian. Well, things I was gonna I say everybody's building out these teched out builds, and I'm just like somebody still has to power attack, and yep. that's you. Sure is me. <laughs> I'm gonna power attack and then attack two more times. Yep. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna attack recklessly to gain advantage and then take minus five to my attack, please. Um, this is getting a little bit in the weeds. 
Do you get a third attack with Barbarian? And if so, what level? Um, Do you remember? So, at at I know at 10th level, you get to attack twice, I believe, because I was attacking twice. And if you crit or kill a thing, you get to attack as a bonus action. Barbarian gets an additional thing whenever they crit or kill. Yes. That's cool. Um, obviously, at, one, at a level, you probably get a third attack. But no, I was getting... I was getting two attacks. I think as long as you're raging, you get to attack twice. And if you manage to kill it, you can burn your bonus to attack again. Or if you crit. Cool. So I had a, I had a ton of fun. Speaking of, and I'll pass it over to you after this, we, we, we were kind of critiquing the DM for the Sage's Shop and some of the rules changes that he had. Uh, <laughs> doesn't have flanking. He doesn't have flanking. Flanking is an optional is an optional rule. What? Yep, we can't flank. There's no flanking in his campaign. Isn't flanking how you like rogues work? No, rogues work off of advantage. But yeah, it's serious. So rogue. I might be thinking of Pathfinder or something <clears throat> else then. Well, rogues. Rogues primary thing is sneak attack. Yeah. Because rogues use fucking daggers and it's a D4. But like a, a mid-level rogue, you're going to add three to four D6 if you have sneak attack. Sneak attack only triggers once per turn. And if you have advantage. So being a rogue, a lot of times is about gaining advantage. The classic way you do it because rogues can attempt to hide as a bonus action, is you start your turn by attempting to hide, roll stealth. Okay, cool, he can't see me. Then you can attack out of stealth, giving yourself advantage to sneak attack. Um, but the easier way is to fight up there with your friends and flank them. That's, you, that's what I was getting at. Yes. Like, I, I, I remembered there was a connection there. Traditionally, I, yeah. Yeah, like, I was like, a, that's kind of what they do. Because, like... Yeah. A and there are different kinds of rogues, but most people play rogue assassins. Uh, but a rogue build traditionally revolves around having advantage, at least one attack a turn. Yeah. The easy way and is doing, getting. Yeah. Is getting on uh, the opposite side which, of your. So like the other way, because rogues have fuck tons of movement. I believe a medium level rogue. Also, you can take a movement as your bonus action. I think you can take dash as a bonus action, which means you get to move twice your speed. So the whole point is like, no matter if someone gets near the boss, I can you cross can get the on map the and get on their side. Yeah. And uh, he doesn't allow that. Luckily for me, um, I am now, we're now going to be level two, and level two, I can attack recklessly. And reckless gives me advantage. It gives them advantage against me, but I don't give a shit. <laughs> Fair. That's, I, I'm, I'm playing a dumb bruiser, and I don't think that far ahead. I just really want to hit him. So almost every attack is going to be reckless. That, honestly, kind of, more than all the other stuff, kind of blows my mind. I know. Oh, I know. I, I was... I was shocked when we got into, I think it was like the final boss fight. Cause most of the fights up till then didn't last more than a round or two. Cause we just kind of ganked them and like, I'm, I'm pretty tough and I hit pretty hard. So like most, I was killing things either one or two hits that didn't last very long, but the big boss, we kind of got all around and we were kind of hitting him. And I was like, so if I, I go to flank behind him and we, you know, to try and get a flank and he's like, no, we don't do flanking. Or I don't, I don't do flanking. That's an optional rule. And I was like, I'm not going to make a stink about it. But in my head, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? We can't flank. Not to mention, it actually makes a fuck. Like, it's a ton of sense. It makes huge amounts of sense. Yeah. Like if you want to make enemies that are immune to flanking, that's fine. He's got two heads or whatever. He's got six arms. Yeah. But like, no. A, Just no flanking. A rat. You've got a fucking list of rules as long as my arm of optional shit you just made up. But flanking is out no the flanking. fucking. Ugh, wow. Okay. But yeah. Sure. <laughs> All that being said, I had a blast playing. He's a fine DM. Uh, we had a ton of fun. The people we're playing with are super silly and fun and whatnot. But I 
I'm really excited to play D and D with our group too, and and I do like DMing. I'm excited to lead the campaign and get to try and kill everybody. Can we flank? <laughs> I'll think about it. We'll see. Yes, but dying is a condition now. And when you're and like okay, so while we're on the subject, w- did any of the optional rules he made up come up? And if so, how did they go outside of the flanking thing? Which is yes. So stupid. someone went down in a fight, um, and he doesn't even follow his own rules that well. But but the person that went down, like they're new character, new players, and they he doesn't want to kill them. I'm assuming, which is fair. But like somebody went down, and so he kind of briefly explained the dying condition. How and when you're dying, you can still take you. According to him, you either you you get one action when you're dying. You, you fall prone. You're prone. You can either crawl half your speed, or you can do a normal thing like stand up or take an attack. But you start taking levels of exhaustion. So like if you, I think if you stand up, it takes a level of exhaustion to stand up. If you try to attack, it, t- it adds like two levels of exhaustion. So really harsh penalties to yeah. being dying. And the woman went down. Her character went down. And he allowed her to move her full speed out of the room to get away. How the fuck does that work? There was a couple times where like somebody was doing something and he was like, well, I'll allow you to use your bite attack as a bonus action. He just kind of lets things happen. He just... So to put in perspective, while he's probably trying to pseudo balance the game a little back... So like one of our characters um, who I think I think it was Drew who he let do it and loved Drew to tears. But like the character he made doesn't have any weapons. The only thing he has to attack with is a bite attack because he's like a big bug. But when he rolled his stats, his strength is like a six. So his bite attack is negative two to hit and negative two to damage. Cool. So like he's probably trying to balance a little bit around that. Sorry about the uh, slight break. Um we had to go take care of something in the house. But uh, that is basically what I've been doing, playing a lot of D&D. Uh, I beat Lies of P, which that game was phenomenal. I'm playing it a second time, and holy shit, the boss has got a lot of health between game one and game two. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, a lot of health. You do get a wickedly overpowered talisman at the end of the game, though. Yeah. You kill the final boss. And the way this game has done it is you can turn the boss's soul into either a weapon or a talisman. And the final boss's talisman, which weighs like 14 weight units, which for perspective, most of the other talismans weigh like two. But you are immune to all status ailments. Oh, nice. So like... It's a ribbon. Sweet. The Yeah, like the, the poison swamp that you had... To, nope, you just walk through it, it's fine. Uh, God, that'd make a new game plus so much quicker. It makes it a lot easier. It, well, you know when they're going to use so you like you don't have to wear it. Like, oh boy, for I example, do. <laughs> it's easier. But yeah, yes. but like if you if you got that early on in the game, you'd probably never take it off. Nope. Because you're just like, I don't know what's yeah. coming around the corner, yep. and status effects suck. Yeah, they this, do. It's like, well, I don't have to wear this until I know I need to. Oh, this boss is coming up, and it's a you know well, whatever well in case boy i just defeated one of the bosses that i really struggled with the first time i think i actually had to have a summons to do it because i was really i was really really struggling the boss uses the decay mechanic so it it covers you when it, when it hits you or when you're it it i don't know if it spills like pools but a lot of its hits coats you with like acid and mm-hmm. they'll decay so when you when your decay meter fills up first of all your health ticks down which is huge that you're constantly being hurt but also your weapon durability ticks down oh, a lot. Shit. And so you have to manage that a lot more. You have to, you're constantly trying to regrind repair your, your repair your weapon, 
which takes time. It's a huge pain in the ass. It's hard to keep track of. Fighting him this time with that amulet, it was way easier to go hit for hit with him because that's how I play these games is like I hit you, you hit me, one of us will die eventually. Well, when I don't have to worry about the decay buildup, it was a lot fucking easier. Mm-hmm. The, t- the hits don't matter. Like it's it's a real significant part of the boss fight that you just get to ignore. Nice. There's several areas where like it's the classic like a poison swamp. There's a couple areas where it's like a poison swamp and there's some good items hidden in there, but you have to go fight some enemies in, in the poison, poison swamp. So you have to fight them poison to try to keep healing yourself with a cure and then you start taking up with poison again and it's a huge pain in the ass. The items are worth it, but it's a huge pain in the ass. Unless you have this amulet, then it's easy. Then yeah. it's just don't fucking bother. Yep. So it was really cool uh, to get that and it makes New Game Plus in a lot of ways a lot easier, but uh, the enemies, I noticed it is like as soon as I started and I went like with my, uh, my sword isn't fully leveled up. I leveled up the wrong weapon, ended up. So I have a level four instead of five. But I fought like the first, I hit the first enemy a couple times and I was like, that's less damage than I wanted that to do. <laughs> I'm was, in trouble. <laughs> I was really hoping that it wouldn't, it would do more than about half of the first enemy in the game's health. Um, so it's going to be rough. I'm about, I'm about a third of the way through again. The boss fights are fucking hard. So real quick with no spoilers outside of the tiny fact that this exists, there are two endings. There's an actual, okay. That's what I was going to tell you. I didn't know if you knew that there's a third. I know how to get it because I'm on that subreddit. I'll have to, I'll have to look it up. So the ending I got, which was just playing it casually without putting any effort in, um, I got the one. I don't know. I don't know if they are, and I'll I'll probably look them up. I have no desire to like earn them you the hard way. You? you can, but I'll tell you which one I got. The ending I got. You kill the final puppet, or he actually goes to kill you. Well, geez. So spoilers to everyone that it like this is going to be like the next thirty seconds. So spoilers if you don't want to know the ending of Liza P, but or one of them. You know, you defeat the puppet. The cutscene starts. The puppet like knocks you back. Goes to kill you. Geppetto jumps in front of it to stop it from killing you. You think because he thinks of you as a son, uh, but he actually accuses the puppet, which has obtained some kind of sentience, for going after Carlo's heart that Geppetto hasn't put has embedded into you. He put his dead son's heart into you, mm-hmm. and basically you're keeping his heart alive and his soul in some regards until he can bring his son back to life. And he thinks he can now, and uh, he takes the sword for you. You use that window to kill said puppet. And then you hold your dying father as he informs you that you were just a useless puppet after all. And it's like, oh, <laughs> so that's the ending I got. So I don't know. <clears throat> I know how you get it. I don't know the details of what happens, but it's supposed to be the good ending. Supposedly I the saw best there is one where you you still have to fight the boss because that's the one thing. It's like whether or not you're going to fight. the oh, boss, yeah, right? of course. Well, the, the modifier to that is you have to have a certain level of humanity. Uh huh. And that you have to have that certain level of humanity, whatever the number is. Makes sense. And then fight the boss and you get different cutscenes. That makes sense because I didn't do it until afterwards. During the game, you acquire um, records that you can play on a gramophone. And at first, you might think they're just like like in Minecraft. They're just records you can listen to for music. But when you listen to them, it does. You get a cutscene. You're like, you feel your you feel your springs turning or you you feel you. You gain humanity by listening to them. Three sizes that day. Yeah. And that's what I saw is like the one of the ways you get the good ending is you have to listen to all the records. And I hadn't listened to any of them because you can move around the home base while they're playing, but you can't leave the home base. 
and you have to listen to the whole thing until the cutscene is yeah. over or whatever. You'd, you'd li- well, it's not, it's not even a cutscene to listen to. It just yeah. plays. It's like having a headset in. But you have to listen to the whole song for it to count. And Of course you do. Yeah. So, and, and also, I didn't know that you didn't have to stand. I thought you had to stand at the gramophone and uh, the speaker and, and watch it. Well, you, if I had known you could run around and level up and talk to people and... I would go listened. there, turn the music on, go do And then go thing. do some shit, yeah. But I didn't, and so I hadn't listened to any of them. So this time, as I go into the final one, I will do that. I also learned that I missed an NPC, and therefore don't even have all of them. I have to, on this playthrough, make sure and get this NPC so I can finish her quest line to get her uh, record. And there's another record I didn't get where you, um, I didn't do things in the right order. And so I didn't know that I could tell the girl, this person, a truth. So I lied to her and told her that her hero had died fighting a monster instead of what happened was her hero got killed by his lackey because he wasn't getting enough of the cut of the goods. And so the dude uh, stabbed him in the back and uh, took his identity. Mm -hmm. Come to find out it's actually her brother. (laughs) So it's all kinds of sad. And I didn't know that. So I I lied to her and I didn't get the record out of it. So Mm -hmm. I have two more records I have to get, but this time I will literally look up a walkthrough and try and just get the good ending. Something they did that they did do that's really cool. Um, and I didn't, this could have been there the whole time and I didn't talk to the dude. I just didn't notice I needed to talk to Vanini about it. But you get a decoder so you can understand what the puppets are saying. Well, that's cool. And I, you definitely miss it for the first couple boss fights. And yeah. you might miss it for all of them. It would make sense if you miss it for all of them. And then you, the second playthrough, you get to understand what they're saying. Because like, you'd be fighting the boss, and those be garbledy gook on the subtitles. You can't understand what they're saying. And now that I have it, and you're finding them, you can hear them talking. And the story's actually sounding a lot cooler than I thought, and a lot more interesting. Um, I'll probably watch like a lore dive on YouTube. I'll watch someone who spends time actually put it together. Put it together. Like, yeah. But just from what I've, um, the, the first couple boss fights I've noticed... It's so one of the core premises of the game is that puppets aren't just puppets and there are you meet several puppets that are they are having emotion. They seem to have a soul like one of them. One of the puppets falls in love with a woman and he's telling you that he loves her and that he feels this way. And you meet another puppet who like they they start to have original thoughts. They start to they start to transcend springs and gears and ergo, which is their like their power source is meant to kind of be what's causing that ergo is this like mythical energy source and Mm -hmm. it's giving them sentience well during the first game you play you're like well the puppets have gone crazy there's a puppet uprising and they're just killing people and while they're killing people there's also this huge disease going through killing people it's a pandemic of oh i can't remember what it's called but basically it's it's a petrification disease where they're like their skins are trying to scale they're basically like they're falling apart mm-hmm. and it's just this weird conjunction of events. It's, but it's a video game. So it's so you, it's so you have a reason to fight um, humans and puppets. Yeah. And then you learn as the game goes on, like not only are some people turning into like these, like a, basically a, a husk of themselves and dying, they're like turning into kind of zombies and like going crazy. It's actually, they look very much like last of us. It looks very mushroomy, mm-hmm. but they're going crazy and it's the petrification disease. And so fighting, the problem was I got two into the boss fights and I missed some of their dialogue. So I need to go back and watch someone play it and read it. But um, like one of them, 
you can hear him like lamenting the death of the children. And he's like, it's he's talking about how he's saying you, I think he's implying talking to himself, how you didn't save them. Now they're cold and dead because of you. You couldn't help them. Mm-hmm. We're like this pup. Like it's wearing on him. It's breaking his heart that these kids that he used to like, talk to a kid, like they used to play together and they're down, da- they're dying. Um, I was walking onto a bridge and I saw a thing. I saw him talking. We're talking about how the puppet master who they're the, the king of the puppets, who's leading the revolution, supposedly the puppet uprising, the, how the king has told them they have to kill anyone with the petrification disease because it will end humanity. And so it's kind of flipping it to the puppet king. And I haven't gotten to fight him yet, so I know what he says. It might not be a puppet uprising. It's them trying to... They're trying to stop the spread of this disease. It's the bubonic plague is out. There is no cure. So the puppets are fighting a zombie apocalypse on behalf of humanity. On beha- um, and now, the humans think they're just... Up. Yes. Now, I know. Yeah. Obviously, I don't. You know, there are several regular humans are dying. They could have been infected. We don't know. They, they could have been fighting the puppets, and that's you know the puppets are trying to fight the infection, and people are fighting the puppets. They don't know, but it's it's way it's already way deeper than you thought mm-hmm. than I thought. Where it's like, oh, the, there's a the puppets are t- puppets have sentience. They're tired of being slaves. There's an uprising. They're gonna kill all the people. Kill all humans. And then you learn that, no, they actually are humans' friends, it sounds like, and they're just trying to save humanity. Well, at the very least, it's more complicated than just an uprising. Yeah, it's not just, and it's it's really cool. And then it makes a lot more sense that as you get to the end of the game, because you hear, like, Geppetto's obviously a very good liar, supposedly, because he is has ulterior motives, and he's you're talking to him about the uprising and how he feels bad and blah, 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 but, like, these are Geppetto's puppets, and... Geppetto wants this to be happening. Geppetto wants the petrification disease. What's going on with that? He wants that to be happening. Mm-hmm. And so it makes sense that when you, it all, like the messages come back and like uh, it's, a lot of it's pointing at Geppetto as being the problem or being the start of a lot of this. And the so like who knows what he was doing and the, the puppets broke off from Geppetto, it sounds like, and started doing their own thing to work against Geppetto to save the people. And the people don't know that. So they're fighting the puppets and it's really cool. It's it's a lot deeper than it initially was uh, shown to be, which is a great thing to do in a video game. Like that's all you need to know in the first part of the video game is you want to protect people. The puppets are killing people. Go kill the puppets. Yep. And then in gameplay two, you need to be like, actually, there's a little bit more to this. There's a little. Yeah. Well, it gives you it gives you a reason, and that's something um, I had mentioned a couple times where like the game just kind of felt like it was designed to be. Yeah intentionally designed to be played more than once like the not just a new game plus but it was like play it at least twice yeah you don't there's stuff you cannot get realistically yep in the first playthrough and that seems to be like the more and more i read about it and that seems to really be the case where it's just like no you're really supposed to play this twice yeah and it's i'm i'm, I'm very much enjoying it i'm having a good time i've i've been pretty thoroughly handling the bosses that gave me a hard time the first time so we'll see how that keeps going be fucking rough but i'm i'm excited to i i don't know if i'll watch a lore dump before after the second playthrough i might keep playing it and try and get some more of the lore the hard way before doing that but it's way more complicated than i thought and i'm really excited to to keep playing it mm-hmm. um here we're 35 minutes in before i bump over to you and let you talk about some stupid that shit we're for a only while, 35 minutes in <laughs> something like that <laughs> uh, i do because I, I don't want to forget and our our routine has changed but i want to give a shout out to our patrons uh, a huge shout out to the people who basically contribute to the Patreon every month, help 
help Matt and I keep making this podcast, keep putting it out, keep making upgrades to the set and to the the software and whatnot. So shout out to Asphalt Emperor, Rogue Ashley, Eric, Mono Wolf, CJ, who CJ is going to be coming on the podcast here soon. Can't wait for that. Ted, Mumbledown, Rob M, Limited Questions, Derek T, His Forest, and Jasper. Thank you guys for contributing to the Patreon. Thank you for being in the Discord and you know talking about kinds of stuff. So like case in point, uh, I was talking to some people today. Supposedly, we don't follow Legacy anymore, but like, I guess Legacy is in a pretty good place. Like there's a decent diversity and people are having a lot of fun. I guess Wilds of Eldraine added some cards, I think namely up the Beanstalk, that have given different archetypes some real legs. Um, in their words, not mine, but people are getting better at playing around Bowmasters. So the non-Bowmasters decks are getting some legs underneath them to fight the Bowmaster decks, which is awesome. Like, I'm super happy that people are having fun playing Legacy. I hope it looks great. Uh, Modern still appears to be a dumpster fire. <laughs> it's gotten worse. <laughs> yeah, it's way Modern worse. Is, which is funny that like Legacy has gotten better and Modern has gotten worse. And Watsi for sure cares way more about Modern than Legacy. But uh, it, you know, it's is what it is. I'm having a good time playing standard. I like uh, I like playing uh, basically four color Atraxa, four color ramp, just ramp to big dumb stuff, wipe the board, and then play Atraxa to get your cards back. Seven the new seven mana yeah. Atraxa. Yep. And I have been loving, loving playing no ban historic. Uh, but if you want to join the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash cantrip cartel, get you in the Discord, get you all kinds of fun merch, uh, you know, chit chat with us, chit chat with our other friends, and just kind of just hang out and join the club. But now that we got our patrons their uh, rightful time in the spotlight, Matt, time for you to carry some weight in this podcast. What's been going on? What have you been doing? Well, I have one thing to add. Since we brought up Legacy, uh huh, I've got the Saturday and Sunday challenges, and we're not going to go over them, but I want to bring up one stat from each. Two stats that are very closely related from sure. each challenge. Saturday challenge. Top creatures. Bowmaster, 47%. Merkite Regent, 44%. Ew. Those aren't very good. Sunday. Top creatures. Bowmasters, 38%. Merktide Regent, 38%. Still, okay, still, still pretty high. So, okay. Still, still, <laughs> still kind of high. Still kind of high. <laughs> like, I, it's one of the things that, like, there's always just going to be, there's data and then there's, like, personal preference yeah um it is 100 percent perfectly possible to enjoy this metagame yep the fact that it quote is fine in my opinion yeah. is debatable yeah well, I mean, like case it's in point, not debatable like, whether or not the people in our discord are enjoying it yeah. that's not debatable like, they're I enjoying had fun and i had fun in oko era of legacy we always go back like well, I, mean, I had a lot of fun is, i fucking hate standard when i don't have an arena account i never will you're on there playing fucking arena all day on your day off. Yep. Playing in standard or historic. Both. Yeah. Cool. I, Let her rip, dude. That I have no interest in doing that. That's just a preference thing. Uh-huh. And like, there's no debate whether or not you're enjoying something from the outside looking in. I would debate whether that is what I would call a fine format. A uh, little bit of a little bit of a segue here. Did I ever tell you this was this was a, at least a year or two ago? An article came out or like a homebrew article or whatever. It wasn't, I don't know if it was like MTG Goldfish put it out, but someone put out um, that, let me, let me preview this a little bit. The goal for most people is to get to Mythic, right? In standard, that's, there's a ladder. Sure. And you want to get to Mythic. Mythic is, and once you get to the upper ends of Mythic, then you get to like the numbered Mythic. Like you're, you're player 475, the top 500 players. And 
I think you get invitation to events when you're top 500 as well, but that's mm-hmm. the goal. Like you get mythic is the top and then you're like the top 70% of mythic, the top 20% of mythic. Now you're in the, the top 200 mythic players players. Um, I've never made it to mythic. Just haven't someone proved that you can get to mythic by randomly playing cards in a mono red deck. So I don't think he wrote a bot. I, he might have, but what he did, I believe was he would queue in, to a game of uh, on the ladder uh, of standard, and this was a while ago. But he would uh, play a land this every turn if available. Best of one or best of three. Best of one, <laughs> and then he would play the leftmost card if possible. If it wasn't, he'd play the second most, and he just that that was the rules. He worked left to right. Yep, and he got to mythic. Cool, like that. It's just a time thing. That's all. Like so, I, it made me feel a lot better because like I never made, I've never gotten to mythic. It's a grind. It's a huge grind. And part of me always thought there's like this huge element of skill involved with it. And there is, I'm not knocking anybody, but like this person, assuming they're not lying, which I had several podcasts at the time talk about it, I believe, that got to Mythic just with random chance, essentially, by playing a simple deck to play, Mono Red Burn. But just like there was no thinking. There was no like, oh, well, if this, then that. It was just, can I play the leftmost spell? Yes, play it. Attack all. Can I play the right, the leftmost spell? No. The one next to it, yes. Was he play always it. literally always attacking, or was he was the only thing that was random the cards he were casting? He was casting. I, do you remember? I I want to say it was it was very automated. It was meant to be completely automated. Gotcha. Like so, it was play attack all attack. every time. Gotcha. And like every creature that can attack attacks. Yes. Just, at- just attack, attack, attack. You're always in the red zone, and it always took a very long time. It took a ton of matches. But he got to Mythic, or she it, that that program got to Mythic. Well, that's all it took. That's the power of uh, casting on curve. <laughs> it helps a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I also tell you, back in the day, this was this is what uh, a, I have a lot of tinfoil hat brouhaha about uh, Arena, and I don't fucking buy it. And I I play a lot of Arena because it's the simplest way to play convenient Magic, but I don't get them any money because I hate them. I hate I hate Arena. Fair. Uh, there was the the meta was to run 13 lands in your mono red deck because the deck as it was at the time only really needed two lands to function and the hand smoothing algorithm you were very likely to get two lands in your opening hand so people were running a 60 card deck with 13 lands in it that way you would have your two lands and you would ideally never draw a third land and mono red was one of the best decks out there doing that and that was where all of my tinfoil hat like arena probably isn't as random as we all like to pretend it is it's probably a little kinky in they the background put their thumb on the scale it's i think so not a, and whatever well, I mean, you, we know for a fact they do in certain circumstances <laughs> here's what i will tell you guys do not say that on the subreddit <laughs> whatever you do do not say that on the subreddit <laughs> okay sorry <laughs> well if you're on the official Magic subreddit, don't say anything critical of. Don't say anything. Yeah, well, yeah, well that's start. Yeah, the start is to say anything. Leave that subreddit. But if you're going to be there, I'm not even saying leave the subreddit. I'm just saying tread very lightly. The well, we're both banned off of it. It's very easy to get banned off of it. Yeah. I think I got banned off of it because I, I got an argument with someone over something stupid, and because they were arguing about something off topic and I engaged in their argument, I got banned with them or something like that. It was years ago. I don't know. Yeah. 
it's very easy to get banned from the main subreddit on the on the MTG subreddit. There is well, I mean, it's effectively the uh, it's basically the official magic subreddit, like official magic forum. Because oh, like gotcha. Wizards doesn't have one. Um, That's basically it then. It's pretty much that. Gotcha. Yeah. So I would say if you want to be a part of it, just I lurk there still sometimes. I like to read the posts and the see what cards are coming out, but just be very careful what you choose to say. Yeah, I was I thoroughly enjoyed myself on that uh couple threads about when Watsy announced that they were uh teaming up with Marvel. Sorry, I'm a little out of it. I'm quite tired. Um yeah, so I'm switching my schedule at work. Still oh. woke up at four o'clock in the morning. Oh, of course you did, yeah. After staying up late on Sunday to force myself to sleep later, yep. still woke up at You know what time I woke up on, was it Sunday? Yeah, Sunday, 7.30. What time I woke up today? 8 o'clock. So mad. I rage slept for another 30 minutes and then got up. You're like, I am not getting I'm up. I'm not getting up. Yeah. I woke up, rolled over, and I was like, oh, it's got to be pushing six. Grab my phone, 3.54. Yep. Because that's how, like... I get super trained on like when I wake up yeah. to the point where like I don't wake up to even when I'm routinely getting up at four, I would wake up at between three thirty and four. I almost never my alarm clock almost never woke me up. So I can uh, we'll get back to your Reddit post. I promise. Yeah. Um, but I, I can always tell home. when I am starting to hate probably a strong word, but dislike my job. I start having like I start utilizing my alarm more. So like when I don't hate my job, when I'm kind of like kind of excited or at least i i find my job engaging like my alarm hits at 7 15 or whatever and i'm like cool time to get up but when i'm like start really dreading work and i'm like i don't want to fuck with shit i start snoozing like mm-hmm. seven o'clock 7 15 7 30 7 45 whatever you know and i've been doing a lot of snoozing lately <laughs> my work has not been as satisfying as it once was you can say this though you can unclog the fuck out of a kitchen sink. I absolutely can. <laughs> like nobody's business. <laughs> That's mostly what I do now. It's the uh, this plumbing job has turned because our we have a drains department and our drains department is pretty understaffed right now. So all I do almost is run drain lines, is kitchen sinks and toilets and main lines, and it's fine. I'm helping people, but it's not what I wanted to do. Like what I want to do is what I was here to do on fucking sunday and rip out a sewage pump and put a new one in that was fun i enjoyed that yep running a drink that was half the reason why when you called me on sunday and i was like god damn it <laughs> matt has a clogged line and i have to go <laughs> run a fucking drain machine <laughs> in his house day off. <laughs> thank god it was something else and it was just a 500 dollars repair yeah it would have been a shame if it was just some <laughs> you know running the drain machine we already in have that fucking like 10 foot line in my basement that goes to one thing yep. would have been no thank oh, goodness yeah. thank goodness it wasn't that yeah thank goodness it cost me 500 fucking dollars to wake up on sunday morning <laughs> <laughs> it didn't cost me anything i was complaining about <laughs> oh shit but yeah that's work's been a little rough speaking of work is it, if you told anybody you're you got demoted well got demoted and demoted myself are two radically different things. <laughs> Matt, I demoted myself. Matt had a long discussion with his boss. <laughs> Me. <laughs> and opted to step down as the warehouse guy. Yeah. Well, the, that's one of the things I I refer to people as my boss because it's colloquially that's what it's called. Yeah. I'm my boss. I and I actually look at it that way. Like if you're going to like there's a line, what I will do at work, what I won't do at work. Yeah. You're my customer. You pay me to do a job. 
when I don't want you to be my customer anymore, yeah. I don't, I'll, I'll bail. Know, I still maintain final say. Right. <clears throat> and that's basically what happened. Yep. As I'm just like, I don't want to do this crap anymore. I'm going back to being a parts runner and I will just deliver fucking parts and have no stress, little to no stress and uh, go back to not hating my job. And that's what you got to do today. That's what I got to do. I guess. How awesome was that? It was nice. Like there was plenty of stuff to do. Like, yeah. The funny thing is, so um, I won't mention names, but I was talking to the um, the head chick. Well, not her, but the two guys that run the HVAC and the plumbing. Oh, yeah. And I was like, hey, how'd this morning go? And he's like, he looked at me. He goes, it took three of us to replace you. Shocking, <laughs> like, isn't it? That's yeah. what he said. I was just like. The HVAC guy or the plumbing guy? The HVAC guy said yeah. it. Shocking, isn't it? Yeah. He's like, yeah, it was a bit of a mess. <laughs> He's like, we need you back. I'm yeah. Like, nope, not going to happen. Yep. It's crazy how much work a truly competent employee can accomplish in a short period of time, isn't it? Yeah. And it's the, I mean, the fact of the matter is, is like, I get really good at things I do a lot. Yep. Like better than most people. It'll take me a little bit longer to get to like, the medium uh-huh. and then I'll start to outstrip most people. Like my learning curve is a little bit longer, uh-huh. but it achieves a much higher level of competency than yep. almost everybody else. Yep. And it's just like most everybody just gets towards the middle and barely if ever it improves. Yeah. Whereas I like iterate on processes and I'm always looking for a way to like get better at yeah. ev- like literally the, ev- the best. I, I've mentioned it before. I strategize about where I park in a parking lot. I, I, I think about, that. I do. Yeah, I, I don't do that. <laughs> like, that that's just how I approach everything. That's why, like, when I drive, I, I sit there. It's one of the reasons why I get a little frustrated. I treat driving like a game with, like, these are the rules. This is what everybody's supposed to do. How do I play best? Yeah. Like, and every now and then you get mana, sc- mana screwed. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, that's how I approach almost everything I do is, like, I want to be able, I want to do this the best possible way I can do it. Uh-huh. I mean, I'll never get to the point where it's getting done the best possible way, but I'm going to try to figure this out. It was the same thing at FedEx delivering routes. Like I got that shit down. Yep. Uh, That was the perfect job for me because it was just like, I get to do this on my own. No one's interfering with what I'm doing. And I just get to figure out this relatively simple process, but I get to like fine tune it to the point where like I would be counting my steps to figure out. Like, I wanted to know. It's so into it. I really do. Because, like, yeah. well, that's how you deliver fucking 40 deliveries in an hour. Like, that's true. I never did that. <laughs> not an like, accident that I didn't do that, I guess. I like, never got, I never got to that level. I did, uh, put, I did not put that much effort in. I, I did. Yep. And that's that's just how it, that's, it was the same thing when I would do the route plans. Uh-huh. It was just like, I want to know. Like, that's just how I approach everything. Most people don't do that. So when somebody steps it, it's happened multiple times. I was talking to that guy, the HVAC guy. Uh, on the Friday, last Friday. Big one or the little one? The big one. Okay. And uh, I was telling him some stories and whatnot. And I was like, yeah, the first job I quit, within a month, the entire management staff quit. Literally. Yeah. I quit. Then two other shift managers quit. Then the assistant <laughs> manager quit. Then the GM quit. Yep. A month by Within a month of me quitting. Turns out Matt was holding this shit together. And then the second job I like, not my second job I quit, but like at uh, when I worked at Papa John's, they literally, the employees got together. Signed a petition to get me to stay after I put in my notice. Yeah. Got the district manager in there who fired the GM to keep me. Yep. Like, 
That was hilarious because I was like, "That's how, that's I'm how like, good that is." I'm not going to work with this guy anymore. He's like, "What's wrong?" And I start listing all the shit. I'm like, "Hey, give me your cell phone real quick," because he had a smartphone and I didn't. Yeah. I was like, "Go to Yelp." There's a review talking about him specifically <laughs> about how on the weekends he freaks out and cusses out his employees. Oh Jesus! <laughs> wow. <laughs> Talk about vindicated. I'm just like, I have it in writing from strangers uh-huh. how bad this guy is. Yep. I don't want to work for this guy. Like, it's just, the. I mean, God and these it, aren't man. hard fucking jobs. But it's just like, how? We have to record so fucking late now. You demoted yourself. Yeah. But suck it. I but mean, anyway. we'd still be recording right now anyways. We'd almost be done, though. <laughs> but yeah, like, Matt is, uh, Matt is very much, Matt is the high tide that lifts all ships. By a lot. It's just, I've, I've had multiple, I'm really, I try really hard to like not talk myself up, but like, it's just from what other people tell me. It was the same nope. thing with like Derek and whatnot. Like he's noticed it. We're like people. So one of the, here's one of the things that happens. A lot of people, and this isn't about me only, but like a lot of people don't know what they can actually do until they see someone else do it. Yeah. So they don't know. That's, that a, very, that's a very human thing too. Right. You just, you have, you kind of have this like built in expectation. So for example, when we were at FedEx, the expectation is once you kind of get your shit down 20 stops an hour, yep. like that's, that's you working, doing the job. Well, if you're hitting 20 stops an hour, you're fucking right where you yep. need to be. That's I was what like, you told me when I started. Right. Well, that's what everyone told you told me. And I'm like, well, I'm pretty sure I can go faster than that. Yep. And like after I started doing it and started literally lapping people where I was like, I would be the last one out of the building, not on our crew out of the building uh-huh. and the first one back every single day. Yep. Day in and day out. Like other contractors were talking to our boss about me. Like what the hell is going on? He's like, I don't know. I fill up his truck and he's just back every day. Yep. Like that's, I never, that started to spread. <laughs> I never got as good as you cut and dry, but like, by the end of it, I was like on my phone goofing off and still running 25 stops an hour. Right. And you were told 20s where like 20s kind of the cap, like 20s a good day. And I got to where, yeah, no effort, like kind of goof. Don't feel that great. Whatever. You told me a story where like you came in dead on your feet one day and you still did 20 an hour. You barely right. awake. The, yeah. Well, what had happened is my cat had died. Yeah, that's what it was. My cat died. And I didn't sleep at all that night. Yeah. And I come in and I had to fucking run a route yep. that I'd never run before. And I fucking just. And you still ran cool. 20 stops an hour. My floor, it was what everyone's. Aspiration like, was. Aspiration was. Yep. And the thing is, is after people start seeing that and I go, hey, actually what you need to do is this. And I yep. go, oh, right. Like, I mean, another example, like I, even after that point, like when I was like in the management role and one, I was still trying to get better. Yep. And so like the little shit, like those stickers that get put on the boxes, uh-huh. I would put them all in the top right-hand corner. Yeah. Because uh, you'd notice that because every now and then I'd rearrange your truck. Uh-huh. People would just, people started putting the stickers just so they could see them. And I'm like, that's not good enough. I'm going to train myself. I can look because the sticker yeah. identifies which stop it is. Yeah, exactly. I want every single sticker, when I look at a box, I want to look at the top right-hand corner and be able to read that sticker. Not upside down, not look yep. for the sticker. And it's just, I'm going to shave a second off of every single package in here. Yep. Because well, it does add up. There's 300 packages on this truck. Yep. It's more than a second too. Yeah. But it's, like. Yeah. Because it's, it's a, it's a couple. Because you may imagine 
to describe to you how it works working at FedEx, or at least how it used to a couple of years ago. But like, I roll up to thirty thirty five Willow Street, whatever, and I look at my thing. Okay, thirty thirty five Willow Street is a sticker number twenty twenty three. That's what it is. So I go back in my truck, and I can either look at every address label for the tiny little print of thir- whatever I said thirty thirty Willow Street, or the much bigger sticker to try and find twenty twenty three. And I'll just tell you, the way I do it is I, whatever one I can see. I just kind of roll. I just look at every box and go, which one is closest? Whereas if you do like Matt does and you can just walk into the back of the truck, you go to that section. It's in the 2000 section. So it's a relatively small chunk of the truck. And you can just scan left to right the 2023. Like that saves Done. a ton of time. I mean, we're you're talking probably closer to 10 to 30 seconds per package 300 times a day. And that's you're talking about a lot of time saved that time you invested that time in the morning. You spent, you know, you spent that 20 or 30 minutes in the morning rearranging the truck. But then when you're on the route, which for perspective, there's nothing to do. Yeah. During that's that time. the thing. You got to be there. But yeah. You can't leave. Like you so can't leave till the sort's done. Do? So like you're like that 30 minutes is just we sat around gabbed and wasted time. But like that pays off in spades in the end when you're fucking running 35 stops an hour because where I'm going through and I go. Not that one, 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 not that. Oh, there it is. Matt just goes. It's that one. There it is. Yeah. Yep. And that's that's the type of shit you do. Yep. And like, that's how you get to run 35, 40 stops an hour. Whereas, like, I think I maybe ran 30 once. Like, maybe one time I got to 30 stops an hour. I think I, I could do, like, 24 to 26 pretty, pretty often, depending on the area. And if it was my area, especially if it was my area and I knew it really well, I don't think I ever got above 30. That so you know the route you started on, right? Yes. That was my old route. Yeah. By the time I finished by the time I got promoted out of that, a bad day would be twenty seven an hour. Yes. I nope. I like I would I would I would I would probably come consistently run that around twenty five. Yeah. I, I bet if I you know, you were running too. That's I never run. I don't think I ever ran. I I don't run and I wouldn't run. I would two step upstairs. Yeah, and I would walk at a brisk pace. You gotta keep knocking me down, don't no, you? No, I'm not. Keep, remind me how much better you are than me. It was just, I'll tell you exactly why I don't run because running doesn't save you any time. It just makes you feel like shit because you can run for like two stops and then the next five are slower. Yeah. So what I trained everybody to do is walk at the fastest pace that you can maintain all day. <laughs> I do remember. I do remember. So <laughs> I at the end, I trained a lot of people, and every single time I trained somebody, halfway through the day, they would say something to the effect of, God damn it, you walk fast. It's like, yeah, dude, we got shit to do. Right. I don't get to go home until this is yep. done. I remember that. I you because you that's you led by example. And that's how you that's how you delivered. Yeah. But yeah, like you fucking I Everybody would be like, damn it, you walk fast. Yeah, well, fuck, yeah. keep up. Right. When I, there were days I would, oh, yeah, push it. Cause like there'd be days where I could, like, I'd get her out and I'm like, eh, all right. And I'd kind of tee off on it yep. and see, like, okay, here, I would do that usually a few times during peak to like, yeah. I'd, I'd actually go to Ryan. I'm like, hey, uh, can you set me up with about 200 stops tomorrow? Just Dude. so I can, cause I wanted to set a pace. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I, I want these areas, make sure I've got some apartments. Cause like all houses doesn't, makes it a lot easier it's kind of like cutting what would we call that in magic terms um like skipping angle steps. shooting <laughs> we'll call that oh, angle shooting. Yeah. <laughs> like if you just give yourself only easy neighborhoods yeah it's not quite the same oh yeah there um, was there were neighborhoods i did at 40 plus stops an hour that's for, i that's absolutely true but doing a day that fast i never did and yeah there's 
you could easily give me a couple choice neighborhoods and I can go run 35 stops an hour. It'd be easy. Well, yeah. Well, and the funny thing is, is again, to hit 40 stops an hour average, that means I have hours that are higher oh, than that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I've thought about it. <laughs> Could not come close to that. Yep. It was. Also, and a big part, also not enough desire. Like one of us wanted it enough. The other one didn't. Well, and that's, that's, but well, like, that's, I, how many times have I talked about 90% of like being good at your job is just being willing to just give it your all. Yeah. Like true. no one wants to just, I don't mean this, you, you did a fine job. No one just wants to go out there and just yeah. like do everything they can do. Yeah. That's Most what, people want to do the minimum they can do. Right. And that, to be perfectly honest, that's one of the reasons I don't do a whole lot of shit after work because I legitimately go to work and give. Put it all there. I put it all there. Yeah. I'm regardless of my job. I'm usually pretty fucking tired at work, like after work, because uh-huh. like I, I mean, fucking, I was robbing PJ, whatever. Uh, I was talking to a couple guys, and like I was like, oh, I got to get back to work. They're they're just sitting there chilling. I'm like, I'm sure there's something I can be doing right now. Uh-huh. Like, I very much have that thought, and I've noticed that most people at work don't. The vast majority of people at work or even when like when just things are do- happening around them, like they just the, the thought of like there's probably something I could do right now doesn't hit them. Right. Doesn't like meanwhile, that's all that I'm thinking. There's hustle and bustle and people are moving and stuff's happening and they just stand around. One, they may have thought of that and be like, I don't fucking want to, which is fine. But I, I the vibe I get from most people is just like it doesn't occur to them that there's something they could do. I mean, case in point, I'm going to shit on my wife a little bit. I love my wife more than anything. When she helps me in the garage, which I appreciate her hanging out with me and helping me, it does not occur to her that there's anything she could be doing right now. So she just sits and stares off into space or loses herself on her phone. So one, she's not doing anything. And two, when I need her, I have to get her out of whatever yeah, she's fucking doing. I snap her out of it. Yeah. Whereas like when I'm helping someone, like I'm trying to actively think about like what could they need? What could I do to make this process go easier? What's the next step? What What do I need to go get out of the truck and have ready? Shit like that. Yep. That's like 3D chess. Well, and it's just like that. Again, that's just kind of how I approach it. Yeah. Like if I'm helping you, guess what? I want to actually help you mm-hmm. to the best of my ability. Yep. And if that means handing you tools while you do the actual work, guess what? I'm going to hand the fuck uh-huh. out of these tools to you. Like, you're going to have the tool you need right now. Yeah. Hey, Matt, get me this. Here it is. And it is so fucking helpful. We were putting that ceiling, just putting the ceiling fan up and being able to be like, I don't need this drill anymore and just hold my hand out and the drill disappears. The drill's not in your hand. Perfect. Now it's set on the table where it's Perfect. within reach of me. So yep. the next time you're like, hey, I need the drill. Yep. And I can, just, the drill. I can be doing something. Like I can just point at the drill and then within a second, it's in my hand and I'm ready. It's so nice. It's so helpful. Can you give Sarah lessons, please? Well, that's like, this is what, and I'm not, this has got nothing to do with Sarah, but this is how I look at this. You're taking your Saturday after work to come put in a ceiling fan in my house. The least I can do is fucking help. <laughs> is be helpful. <laughs> is just be helpful. And Which, some, sometimes being helpful is just staying out of the way. There yeah. are times when yes. like, you don't just let me fucking work yeah. and I'll ask for you if I need you. That's fine. Yep. But like a lot of times, like when you're on a ladder, you don't want to be up and down the uh-huh. fucking ladder. I don't you want to just stand on the ladder and fucking work yep. and just have the shit yep. at the ready, so to speak. Well, as when I was putting that sewage pump in, I'm laying on the ground, moving stuff around. Yeah. And fucking elbow deep in 
Luckily, it's not poop. oily water. But yeah, it's it was it's di- it's water with diesel on top of it because he used to work on trucks all day. Like it's disgusting, smelly water. I'm getting this pipe. I'm getting pipes put together. I'm getting stuff fit in right. Yeah, I don't need you up my ass right now. But I appreciate you being right there. So I'd be like, hey, can you hand me that drill? Hey, can you hand me that that knife? Hey, can you hand me here? Take this. Pull these cords for me. Like that's that's yeah. I don't need you on top of me, but I do need you close because I will need you for something here soon. Yep. And that's I think that's one of the reasons why like Ryan and Trent liked having me around. Is like, I just kind of div- Oh, good help is so. You just kind of just hang, stay about three feet away. Yep. So you want to be able to reach out and hand them something. Yeah. You don't want to be any closer than but that. But do not let me bump you. No, no. And that's, like, that's, I, you, that's you that three probably foot line. saw it all the time with me and Ryan. Where like, I'm just always like three feet away from him, and he'll take a step, and I take a step. I'm just, just basically make, orbit him. You maintain the distance. Yep. That's when I was working with Nadia and I'd be following her around the farm, doing whatever. That's what we, that's the exact same thing. I just, she's doing something. She's talking to somebody or she'd have a customer there and I'm, I'm just shadowing her right now. And I just stay within like three feet of her. Yep. And we, yeah, when she backs up, I back up when she walks through the door. I, I, that I just, I hover that three foot. Like there's no chance. If she turns, she's not going to bump into me. She, if she like points her arm real quick, she's not going to hit me. But if she says, Oh man, I wish I I can go get it right away. Yep. That the funny thing is that's actually the only time I would ever actually run. Is like if yeah. Ryan needed something, I'd run to the truck and bring Oh back. my gosh. Again, <laughs> like, I have yelled at Sarah about this because I've been I feel bad. I've been frustrated. It's probably it was when I yelled at her and I have talked to her multiple times about it. Nothing. I should say nothing. Few things in this world make me more upset than when I'm fighting something and getting frustrated because I'm trying to fix something and it won't fucking work. And I ask for help and I have to watch someone slowly walk across some span of distance, slowly pick it up and slowly bring it over. Yep. Sarah, I don't need you to run. Fucking move. You got to, you know what you have to do? The bare minimum. You ever have a pedestrian like not really paying attention, not in any super dangerous way. And they kind of do the like quick. Yep step to they, get across the street a little yep. bit they get caught a little bit and they're like i shouldn't be here and they do the hustle step yeah yeah even yep. if it doesn't actually get them anywhere but like you got to make look it look like, like you're, you're trying yeah, yeah I'm, i got, I need to get out of the road because yeah. there's a dude coming that i didn't see yeah that's what you need to that's the bare minimum what you should be doing yeah. if you're shagging tools I, or somebody. like you've seen like the people speed walking on the internet like that you don't have to be speed walking but like i love my wife to tears i love her so much but she just does this slow opido walk and I'm like holding something up. I've been fighting it. I'm sweaty. And I'm just like, Sarah, give me the bucket. Go get it. Cause in my mind, I'm like, I would have been watching myself do this. And I would have thought he probably wants a screwdriver here soon to pry on that. I should get a screwdriver and put it in my hands. And instead I have to watch her put her phone down, get up, casually walk across the garage, (laughs) fumble around for a screwdriver, then casually walk back over. And the worst part about all of this is I have to be appreciative that she got it for me. Thanks, sweetheart. Yep. I don't get to be shitty with her about it. And you're just seething. Yeah. It's like, I can tell for a fact that no one yelled at you when you were a kid because you didn't get the wrenches fast enough. They yelled at me. Yep. Nobody yelled at me. Well, (laughs) let's rewind. There was plenty of yelling. Yeah. But basically... What happened is you just learned to avoid my dad. Well, <laughs> so, I'm, like, I'm sorry. That, <laughs> I didn't have to deal with that. Yeah, so, I just dealt with parents who were angrily fixing things and mad that they have to hold something up three seconds longer because I can't get a fucking screwdriver fast enough. Yeah. It was like I 
have no interest in helping my dad with shit because yeah. he's a fucking asshole. Yeah. Let's see, vice versa. I love working with my mom and dad. Like I, if my dad asked me today if I wanted to come down this weekend because he needed help working on a motor, I don't work on motors, but yeah, I'd fucking love to. I'd love to. I would love to shag ranch for my dad again mm-hmm. and just be like, you get down there, you tell me what you need. I'd love to do that again. So that's the difference between how our parents treated us in fixing things. Yep. Anywho, I don't really hit. I mean, I play. I beat Borderlands three again. I saw you playing a little bit yesterday. Is yeah. that, did you beat it today then? Or well, you, I beat it. Uh, did you uh, beat it before that? I had beaten it while you were playing D&D. That's when I finished the story. Got when you. you came back, what you saw me playing was like I was getting uh, some bosses to farm. You had to like, for example, the one I was fighting like spider ants and there's a, a shield, that shield that makes you immune to lightning yeah. that I was telling you about. That one drops from a specific spider ant boss, but that boss won't spawn until you start a quest and then you can do the quest. And then once you've started or completed that quest, then you can farm, then you can farm that boss. Okay. So like I was kind of like farming in borderlands, especially the later ones gets a little like you just had to Google shit Uh because I'm just like, okay, best borderlands legendary farm farms right yeah and i'm just going through the list of like okay this one requires the expansion i have the expansion but you typically speaking it's the end boss from an expansion yep so it's just like i'm not really in the mood to sit and play i just get the game i don't want more bullshit borderlands 3 storyline yeah i just want to like shoot stuff i'm at the point where i want to be where like i can just zip around the borderlands map and just kill whatever i want to kill and try to get loot and make a build Uh, because that's what they are fundamentally those kind of games the interesting thing, in my opinion, it's fun to like play a slot machine and see if you get like fun uh-huh. loot. But the interesting thing to me is making the builds. So like, um, you just get you you need to find the right pieces of gear. You have to have the right talents. Uh-huh. They work like they kind of fall into place a lot of times. So it'll just be like, fuck, I've got two of the three, but this last one just well. For example, this is a very basic one. It's not even what I would call a build, but just a little cool little interaction was. Um, the uh, the class mod that gave me the extra two points to make it so all of my health is reserved and yeah. like pumped into my shield, right? Yeah. Well, that combined with that shield that makes me immune to lightning damage, it actually makes it so I absorb lightning damage and it heals my shield. Uh-huh. Which shields in Borderlands Three get nuked by lightning damage, electric damage. Yes. And so so like, it's like for perspective, everyone like he literally has one, one health. health. Yeah. Like I was watching him play. He has, I was like, Jesus Christ. The whole point of it is, it's because you have 15,000 shield or whatever. Yeah. But if lightning comes in and two shots your shield, you just die. Correct. The other thing that um, class mod does, and there's another skill that Moe's has where it's like, she gets a giant damage boost based on how low her health is. Oh, nice. Yeah. So with just the three points, it bumps that you can get naturally. It's at like 60% plus 60% gun damage. That class mod that maxes the other skill out to get it so all my health is gone also adds two more to that. So it's 100%. It basically doubles my damage. That build doubles the damage I do, puts all of my health into shields, which basically regenerate, unlike health. Yep. And then with that shield, makes me immune to lightning. And that's just with a couple pieces that I just picked up. Once you start putting in some thought, you can get some really cool interactions. It's the Borderlands games on the surface are just fun, like little looter shooters. Yeah. They're actually really fucking deep. That's funny. Cause I only ever played them as looter shooters and had tons of fun. It's just, it's really cool that 
you can have a like I played them tons of times, had a great time, and it's fine if you just play it. It's balanced well enough. You can just play as a yeah, looter you shooter. Just play it through, and you get some cool guns. But and... it's also built well enough that you can abuse it and have a lot of fun. Oh, in your the, way. I mean, they the the builds in Borderlands have like all the complexity of like any video game, or I mean, you're talking like magic level combos. Yep. Where like they'll be like, oh well, for example, in Borderlands Two, there were these guns called plasma casters. And yeah. guess what? They have a hidden effect. They actually get boosted by grenade damage. Oh, I didn't know that. So if you know that, you can really abuse the fuck out of plasma casters. Uh-huh. And they're one of my favorite guns anyways, because I love playing the siren in one and two. Um, and in two, uh, Maya is really built around using SMGs, same as in one. Yep. And then she has an elemental tree, same as in one. Maya is very similar to the uh, siren in the first one, Lilith. And... You can do some cool ass shit. So basically, mine was I had three plasma casters, which were electric, yeah. uh, corrosive, and then slag, if I remember correctly. And then the fire one, technically speaking, the hellfire is better than the plasma caster. It's a, it's still a fire SMG, but it's just mm-hmm. a different legendary. Gotcha. And that was I would just run around with I had basically the same copy of four guns, and mm-hmm. it would just be like, oh, you're weak to corrosive. Cool. I'm gonna use my corrosive one yeah. and melt your face. Fire. Cool. Same thing. See. Case in point of how like how little effort and thought I put into those games. Like I didn't my gun trees never had like fire, corrosion, uh, slag and whatever. Mm-hmm. I always had like sniper rifle, AR, SMG, and shotgun. Yep. And like so I could have more ammo and I'd be like like or so I was ready for like an up close fight or a sniper. That is how I ran my character. I beat the game multiple times, had a great time. And that's one hundred percent not the right way to do it. Well, the the thing is, is the games are pretty well designed so that, like, if you don't suck, you can get through the storyline. Yep. There's not there are spikes in difficulty, but uh-huh. they're rarely like really bad. Um, but yeah, you can just like Borderlands three. The the best thing about it, in my opinion, is the um, the way they change the trees. The trees are even bigger. Good. Their interactions are. There's plenty of interactions with their trees and uh-huh. the gear and whatnot that you get. And you get stuff that like really tweaks like that one thing where like that one class mod adding two additional points. That uh-huh. one skill just changes that skill from like, hey, this just reserves some of my health to, OK, I have to play an entirely different build. Yeah. Like that one thing does that. Yep. And you can't do it without that because you can only put three points into it. Oh, yep. You don't really have that stuff in the first one. They started to get it in the second one. And by the third one, the tree is the trees are big enough and fleshed out enough that you've got a lot of different options. Um, the, like I said, three's fantastic. The story's just fucking dumb and, <laughs> and told poorly, and apparently told through like half skippable cutscenes and half yeah. unskippable cutscenes. Uh, but anywho, yeah, that's basically what I did. I, um, what else did I fucking do? I mean, I cleaned out my dryer vent. <laughs> we talked about that well, yeah. like i done some so yeah, like i've, I've been stuff. trying to like get some house stuff done so like we put a tarp over our thing and got a humidifier pad which i didn't even know i had that's one of the things i was joking i was joking around about it with amanda i was like well i'm gonna go to menards and pretend like i know things <laughs> she's like what do you mean i'm like i'm a guy we're expected to know things she's like what do you mean i was like well for example when i had that dude from Okay, so ignore again an abrupt cut where Matt's saying shit I gotta fucking remove. We're tired. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. In my head I just said something. 
that I'd have to remove again. Yes. <laughs> but anyway, what Matt was saying is, as yeah, a so guy, I had a uh, I had a technician over. Yes. Um, and like he's oh. down here, like messing around with our AC, and like he goes, he starts looking at the furnace, and he's like, "Hey, uh, when was the last time you changed your humidifier pad? I didn't know I had a humidifier." And he just looks at me. Like I'm an idiot, and I'm like, dude, yeah. first house. How the fuck am I? like? I don't uh-huh. know. Yeah, I mean, like, not to mention, like, why would I know? Right, it's a furnace. I, it now, has... looking at it, there's clearly, and I knew there was something going on there. Yeah, but I'm like, I don't know what that is. I'm not gonna mess with it. Yep. Yeah, hundred percent. And the funny thing is, I actually had a different company over the year before to do a tune-up on my AC, they never on my furnace. Did, did they? He never said a fucking word about it. Yep. that's. I have noticed that even with other companies and even with our company a little bit, because like I said, we talk about, I'm fully willing to admit you're a better generic employee than I am. I'm a better generic employee than most other people. And so like I've gone into our customers' homes and I will do things to provide services. And even with our company, they'll be like, wow, no one's ever done that before. And I always want to be like, yeah, you know why? Because I'm fucking awesome. That's why. Right. Because I'm better than them. Well, the last guy didn't do anything like that. I know. Because I'm better than they are. Because I take this more seriously. Yeah, you drew the good straw. Yeah. And you yeah. got me. Congratulations. I, I know I look younger. I'm not the 30, the 30 year plumber you wanted, but you yeah, you drew the you got lucky. I promise. Yeah. I'd rather take the young guy who actually knows what he's doing than the thir- the like 50 yeah. year old burnout who like doesn't give a fuck anymore. Yeah. Like case in point, like it make let me be an electrician for six months and I can probably be a better electrician than the electrician we have. Oh, for a fact, that's true. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that that guy show like I've been doing this for twenty years, and I'll show up and like I was an apprentice six months ago, and I'll probably do a better job. It's not actually true, but I was just like in my head I was like, well, neither one of us has burned a house down, so we've got that going for us. <laughs> oh fuck! <laughs> it's I. I don't want to throw too much shade at him for that though, because like so that well, my, he never had to do too much. Oh, that was good. that was okay. a joke. The comparison you could make, even if he had, yeah. is like, well, I've never flooded a house, and seriously, every plumber I've talked to that's, that's been plumbing house. for a long time, it's an if, not a or it's a when, not an if. Yeah. The idea of like you flood a house, it's when it happens, not if. Yeah. So, well, there's a lot of variability, has, and sometimes shit just doesn't behave the way it's supposed yeah. to. Every plumber's flooded a house. I bet a lot of electricians have started a fire in a house or maybe burned a house down. Like it's at least with plumbing. I'll, I can't, I can't confirm. It seems to be just kind of a thing that like you plumb for 30 years, you're going to flood a fucking house. So there's this comedian, uh, his name's cat Williams. Oh fuck. Yeah. Okay. You know, him? okay, <laughs> oh, yeah. cool. Well, he tells this story about the first time he rode a motorcycle and that. his bodyguards just like, he just kept saying the same thing. He's like, if you ride, you're going to fall. Like that's just the, the yep. mantra of being yep. on a motorcycle is if you ride a motorcycle, yep. It's when, not if. Yes. Eventually, you are going to hit the fucking pavement. Yeah. It's the same thing with <laughs> any sort of technician. My dad has steel plates on his skull. Yep. And that's why. Oh, yeah. Like, it's, it's yeah. My, uh, I think he's technically an uncle. He's fucking, as far as I know, he disappeared, like, actually in our area. He just gone. I, we're pretty sure he got, like, killed. But, uh. Jesus. He was, a uh, um an avid let's say an avid motorcyclist yeah and both of his legs were completely covered in scars yep. from uh road rash like yeah. just met like he he was just fucked up yeah from accident after accident on a bike yep it's and he just kept riding because it's just what he wanted what he to did. do yeah 
eventually it probably killed him. See, I'm getting out of it before. I have I haven't had a serious accident and I'm getting out before it happens. Yeah. That well, way when I buy a motorcycle in 30 years. <laughs> one of our a perfect example of this, one of our buddies, uh I won't mention his name, he worked at uh FedEx that had a motorcycle. Yeah. He's cruising along with his friend. There's a downed power line across yeah. the road Fucking at close, chest level. It clotheslined him. It did nothing wrong. Nothing wrong at all. Just comes around a fucking curve, and yep. there's a goddamn fucking power line at chest height. Yep. What but, the hell are you... He just hit it. Yeah, it ripped him off his bike. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's a when, not an if. So. And I'm to be in his defense, I mean, he... <laughs> He showed up to work. Yeah. The next day, like yeah. he ruined he ruined everyone else ever calling in sick ever. Oh, he sure as fuck did. I was like, <laughs> anytime someone would call off for something lame, I'm like, did you get in an accident on your motorcycle and get clotheslined yeah. and like crack a rib? Were you in the ER six hours ago? Because right. this guy was, yeah. and then he came to work. Now he shouldn't have. Yep. And I will tell you the truth right now, I wouldn't. Oh. But but yeah, it's it makes us all it makes us all look pretty bad, and we're like, my tummy hurts. I can't work today. Well, to me, it's just like with that kind of stuff, and we're talking about work a lot on this episode. Um, but like people, there's it's just it's how you approach things. It's it's whether or not I'm going to work today, or I will go to work today if I feel like it. Those are basically yeah. the two attitudes. Yeah. Whereas like he has the I'm gonna go to work today. And if if I'm physically capable of working today, I'm gonna go to work. That's the way. I, in my mind, it's a, if I can, I will. Yeah. Like if I can go to work. Case in point, a couple of years ago, I stuck my knife through my fucking hand on the weekend, and I had to go. I had to be the first one in the building the next day to open the sword up because no one else could. Because the other person already called in sick. Was that the day we were playing <laughs> at the uh, at a legendary? Yeah. Yeah. Where you stabbed yourself? Yeah. That that, that was the day. Yeah. I can't. <laughs> yep. I, I was an hour or two late. Yep. To our because... game session. And and he just comes in and it's just fucking bandage. Yeah. Because I had literally, I'd gotten out of the hospital because yep. I stuck a knife through my hand, through the meat of my, the meat between your thumb and your forefinger. Uh, I was opening a package with a zip tie, the dumbest way possible, and shoved a knife through my hand. I, and I, I luckiest thing ever, I was literally like two parking lots over from the, uh, an urgent care? From the hospital. Oh, gotcha. And so like, I, uh, drove myself to the hospital. It was fine. Remember? <laughs> so I had like, it was doing the, th- I, I nicked an artery or a vein, one of them. So it was, it was like, it was spurt blood here and there. And I could, you could kind of get to stop. And so I hung at the gas station for a couple minutes. I got some paper towels. Blah, blah, blah. The guy was like, no, I got to get a report filed. I, blah, blah, blah. And I, I waited for like three more minutes. And I was like, well, I'm leaving. Cause he couldn't get the manager on the phone. Didn't know what to do. Not to mention you're a guy at a gas station. You can't keep me here. Yeah. So I got in my car and I like bundled it against my stomach and like tried to like pinch yep. it close and drove literally like around the block. And I pulled in, parked my car, and then I opened the door and I like got out real quick and flung all the blood on the ground. <laughs> so didn't you wanna, didn't get blood all over I didn't want to get a bunch of blood in my fucking car. Yep. And then I walked all the way up because there was no parking near the emergency. Of course not. The emergency room. So I walked all the way up a little trail of blood behind me. And I walk in. I remember. This, I remember this vividly. And we're gonna end on this because it's getting long, and we're fu- well, it's not getting long. Sorry, for us, it's long. We're fucking tired. But we're gonna end on this. Um, I walked in. I'm I'm clutching my hand to my ch- to my uh shirt, and uh, trying to like kind of hold it closed. And I feel fine. Like I'm bleeding. I already had the woozy. Like oh, I lost, I lost a lot of blood here soon. I didn't pass out. And there's a woman in front of me with a kid of some kind in a wheelchair, 
it might have been a hospital wheelchair, but they're a wheelchair, talking to the dude. And he looks past her at me, and I said, nah, you're fine. You can take care of that. And, like, ten seconds later, it, like, started bleeding real bad again, and blood started pouring onto the floor. And he looked at me again, and I said something to the effect of, I actually might need your help. (laughs) Can I... Can I get cuts? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so they brought me a wheelchair. They wheeled me. In. I mean, it was a they, they it was a small wound. They cleaned it. She was yeah. able to pack it and get the artery to quit bleeding. Mm-hmm. I, it was one of them when you it, it spurted. It would spurt blood with your heartbeat. Yeah. So it's an artery. Yeah. So it was an artery. Um, it didn't. Yeah. So I, I nicked it. Though. I didn't cut it. I nicked it. And so she was able to pack it and get to quit bleeding. It was fine. I got stitched up, and I called a buddy of mine because. What I was doing was getting a tire patch kit for my car tire because my car tire had a nail in it. And so I called him and I said, hey, I'm going to leave the hospital soon. Can you guys please? Because they were still in town. I think they were still at work, actually. He was wrapping up soon. Anyway, can you come help me put my spare on? I have one hand. I I can't patch anymore. Like, I, you, will you please help me get the lugs off this so I can put my spare on and then I'll be fine. I, I can get it figured out from there. And they did. And I went to your I went to hang, uh, your place. I went to hang out with you guys. We played Magic or D&D or whatever we played so long that all the pharmacies were closed. Oh, yep. And by the end of it, the pain meds I got from the hospital were wearing off, and I was in so much pain. I bet. And so I was sitting. I had, I'd got, I had to go to two CVSs. The first one was closed. The second one, the pharmacy was closed. There was one third one on the other side of town that was open. And I went over there, and I gave my prescription to the dude. And like he was obviously by himself because it was like 930 and he looked at me really sadly and was like, I can do this, but it's going to take a while because he could see my hand and he could see my face. Mm -hmm. And I was like, it's okay, This is not your fault. And I was not mad at him a bit. This is my I have made these choices that have led me to sit in this CVS and be miserable. Was it just you in there? Uh, There was someone else. Um, But there's also the drive through that's going on, too. I've always wondered this. Why it takes so goddamn long Why to the put, fuck I know. does it take so long yeah I know. I know you got it you got to get the right fucking pill yeah and i get that so like yeah i know i don't why does it take so long to put 30 pills in a bottle right i know and you, seen, you probably would you have like tylenol three or some shit like i think i had hydrocodone sure sure i, I, I got i got i got good stuff but well, what i mean is it was normal stuff it wasn't it was, like you got basically the basic bitch yeah but normal next tier painkillers. Painkillers, yeah. It wasn't like some I'm allergic, so I need the extra weird. Or, no, it's it's. You telling me you don't have stocked. just like a like a pop tab of fucking hydrocodone? You're just like, <laughs> I know these I, aren't on the middle you, shelf, so you I, can find them right away. I can't like, remember what comedian had this bit, but it's talk, he talked about this, and he's like, Are "You guys trying to like drain them." From 10 feet into the pill bottle. Is that what right. we're doing here? Like, you're just there? like <laughs> me with my wife when we ever eat grapes and yeah. I'm just like trying to fucking that, throw them across are you guys the room. Across the room trying to shoot hoops with them, and that's why it takes like a- put 30 fucking I tablets know. in a goddamn bottle and seal the thing. Like, oh, I know. But that to me, that's one yeah. job 100% replaced with robots. <laughs> I know. Oh, I know. But so that's how that day went. Yeah, I remember that day vividly. But while I was in the hospital, either before, I think the, like the bleeding had been stopped, but they were holding me to like, they wanted to check on it and keep an eye on me for a little bit because yeah. I, ble- I almost bled to death. And so like, case point, like how bad I felt and how much I don't go to the doctor, I asked her, I was like, would I have been okay if I didn't come in? Like, could I have taken care of this? And she's like, no, you'd have died. 
this will not stop bleeding. You would not have it. You'd, you'd have died for sure. And I was like, okay, thank goodness. <laughs> I hate going to the hospital if I don't need right. to. But I, I made phone. I called my dad. I called my mom. Like, hey, just so you know, I'm in the hospital. I, I'm always scared that if I don't tell the people that are really important, they'll hear about it and they'll be like, what the fuck? Why didn't you tell me? So I was, I'm in the hospital. I cut my hand. I'll be fine. Call dad. I'm in the hospital. I cut my hand. I'll be fine. And then I called my boss and I said, hey, I'm in the hospital. I, I stabbed my hand pretty bad. Um, I can probably come to work tomorrow, but I, you know, I really don't want to be like the first guy in. I, I'm supposed to be in there at like four in the morning or five in the morning for Saturday to get the sort going and blah, blah, blah. And he was like, well, the other woman already called in sick. So I guess, I mean, like I can go in and do it, but I don't really know how to do it. And he didn't, it was Jay. He could fucking do anything. Of course. Why would the terminal manager know how uh -huh. to start the goddamn sword? Yep. I know. And so I was like, are you kidding me? She's already called in sick. Cause well, it was Leslie. Oh, and, uh, really? Yeah. And I was like, well, guess I'll be there tomorrow. And so I went in at like five in the morning with one hand. I remember what you had to do. I had to go through to all the trucks and pull off all of the service code service crosses because those are the ones that weren't going back out or maybe I had to unload. Oh, maybe I had to unload. I had to unload something. All trucks had to have something unloaded off of them. I think it was the packages that had already been service crossed. I know what it was. I know what it was. It was the packages that needed work, like a bad address yeah. or a return to sender. Those that all had to come had up. To so QA. fucking yeah. one handed. I'm walking around the building. I get all the lights turned on. I get all the alarms turned off. I get all the belts ready. I get the trucks lined up. And then I'm fucking pulling packages off one handed. And guess who shows up like 20 minutes before the sort starts? Jay, ready to help. Yep. Like, thanks, bud. I couldn't stand that guy. No one could. I didn't even have to work for his ass. I, I hated yeah, him. No one could. He's the reason I quit. He would him and his scummy. Like, he's the reason I started working with you is how scummy he was. And I I really thought there was like under the table stuff going on that I want to be a part of. Yep. But. Oh, they're for. I can guarantee you there for sure was some. Uh, that company that he hired to like yeah, take care of the grounds and the fucking Did everything. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. And then eventually turned them into contractors where they started delivering packages. I know. Early. I, I agree. That's, that's it. That's, that's why I left. Cause I don't, I would not be, I don't want to be, I have a very high, I have a relatively high, like ethical code and I will not compromise it for a job. I actually almost, I mean, uh, that came up at work a couple weeks ago where like my boss basically said, you need to do a thing. And I was like, are we going to charge them to do it? And he was like, probably. And I was like, well, then I won't do it because I know it won't work. Well, you have to. And it, like, it literally got around. Like I talked to my boss several times and he talked to his boss. It got back that the owner of the company said, well, he needs to do it. And I said, well, I'm not gonna. <laughs> so where do you want the van? <laughs> it's like I, 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 I text you and I text my wife and I said, by the way, I might be quitting my job today. Right. Because I. In my opinion, it is unethical to charge this this cup, this family to do this work because I know it won't do anything and I'm not going to do it. And it kind of from what I understood, it kind of puts them on the hook for a lot more of expensive work. Basically, yeah. that was the the offer that they were going to make is, well, if this doesn't work, we'll take this price off a larger repair. Right. But we won't tell you what the larger repair would cost. So they don't know. Twenty thousand dollars. Who knows? Yep. So I'm not willing to perform a service that costs a thousand dollars with the promise that we'll take that thousand dollars off of the bigger repair if you want to go for it. And then if you don't go for it, it's a thousand dollars. And I knew it wouldn't fucking work. Right. So, well, so and so the owner's name said you have to do it or I, what? I don't care. Like, that's that's a hundred percent. Like, I don't have to work here. 
And don't quit. Make them fire you because yeah. then you'll get unemployment. Uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I, I was funny. I was talking to him because like I'm friends with my supervisor. We hang out. I have no qualm. If he ever writes me up for something or gets if I get in trouble and break a rule and I, I will not bother me. And I told him, if you want to write me up for this, I'll sign it. That's fine. I'm not. I, I'm OK with that. I'm not doing it. <laughs> and he was he was kind of getting mad at me because it makes him look bad. Tough shit, dude. And I was like, sorry. <laughs> the answer's no. <laughs> I will if I will not. I will not compromise my ethical code for fucking eighteen fifty an hour, whatever it is. Right. Like, what job is? Oh. I. Everyone's different, but for me, the answer is no. The answer is just it's. It came up. We're gonna fucking go long anyway. But last story, it came up again where I might have told this story. I don't know, but I had plumbing class one day, and I have to be off by five to be home by six to be in class. If you're 15 minutes late for class, you're absent. If you get four absences, you're expelled for the semester, for the year. And I'm, my goal is to save, you basically get threes that you can take. My goal is to skip the last three classes of the year. I'm going to save all of those, do all the work and have it done, and then just skip class for three weeks. Um, And that'll still leave you with one extra? Yeah. Just to, I, I think on the fourth, you get expelled. Gotcha. Okay. You, you, maybe you get four and on the fifth, you're expelled. Whatever. I'm going to use them all in last month. That's what my plan is. It's basically take a long summer break. And uh, I was heading out one Wednesday and it was like 3.30, 3.15. And I was calling in the debrief and I was like, I remember thinking like if they had another call for me like in town, I, I'd run it. I need to be done by five. If I can get there by like 3.45, 4 o'clock, I can run a call in an hour depending on what it is. They give me simple stuff. And she got on the phone and she said, hey, you know, just so you know, your next one isn't until 4.30. And I cut her off and I said, no, it isn't. <laughs> I'm not doing that. And she said, what do you mean? It's like, I have class today. I will not be going on that call. And like, and she didn't push it and she never does, you know, yeah. fucking is. but like I, if she could try, the answer is no. That's another one of those things where like, you don't I'm get going, to make me late to the obligation that I have yeah, from working for you. I'm going to class. I don't care what you scheduled for me. I'm not going. Yeah. Well, you have to go. No, I don't. And it's, I'm a good employee. I, that's, I'm a good employee. I know I'm a good employee. So I have no problem drawing lines in the sand and expecting my employer to like respect them. And if you don't respect them, I just won't work here. Yep. Pretty simple. <laughs> I don't, uh, Indiana is at will state. I can quit whenever I want. You can fire me whenever you want. I can quit whenever I want. And I will, if I feel like I need to. Okay. Um, let's wrap this episode up. It is late. We are going to do a Patreon episode. It's probably going to be a little shorter um, with the, with the change of the schedule and it's late in the afternoon and we just had daylight savings time. I forgot all about that. Like I'm, I'm fucking tired. Matt's fucking tired. We are also going to be skipping next week. I'm going to try to get into a more consistent rhythm of skipping every three or four episodes. We're going to take a week off. I know we talked about this a while ago and then we kind of didn't adhere to it. We'd miss one here and there and we'd run for a while. Well, that what, what ended up happening is we kept having stuff go wrong. Yeah. So we, those were our skips. Yes. Um, we do have the nice thing is we have a nice consistent recording schedule now. Mondays are very consistently doable. I want to get a consistent break schedule plan. And so we are going to plan on not being here next week. So just everybody knows, don't expect us. We won't be here. Yeah. Both of you guys can tune in in two weeks. Yeah, exactly. Um, but as we bring the episode to a close, Matt, is there anything else you want to talk about this week? Nope, but I got a funny story for the Patreon episode. So if you want to get a part of that, head over to patreon.com forward slash Cantrip Cartel, and we will see you guys 
next week. Yep, have a nice night, guys. Welcome, step on in to the Cantrip Cartel. Chicken Matt, chatting meta games, or slinging some spells, casting ale, sipping on blue soup, and parting some veils. Glimpse of nature once upon a time, they're telling the tale of the elvish visionaries on the wildwood prairies, where the brainstorms of Sophia, some so scary, so legendary. Queer and ranger scrounge the sylvan libraries, when the greens and zenith would parry the clouds and turn their swords into plows. Let them rotate the crops, abundant growth in the ground. Nourish the life from the loam until it flourished unbound. Seeds of innocence burnished all the birch lorian mounds. Gaia's cradle exhaled, carpet of flowers unwound. Birds of paradise sang, tropical islands of sound. Allosaurus shepherd danced on dinosaurs stopping grounds. Jake and Matt pondered deeply all this magic they found. Through their visions, doused in serum, they saw only for how to convey these magic stories aloud to the crowds, the masses. Make the voices heard, share the truth, the magic. Through ancestral visions, they felt compelled to draw every single card with the cantrip cartel. Draw cards with the cantrip cartel. Draw cards with the cantrip cartel.